0: FireEye Ion security Project, Brady Summers, the chief technology officer and your host for our podcast today. Uh, back in April, I to talk with Ken Bagnall. Ken is our vice president for email security at FireEye. We chatted about FireEye's acquisition of the company, the email laundry, uh, which took place late last year. We talked about some of the new capabilities uh, we gained in FireEye's email security from that integration, about some of the trends in the email security landscape turns out that podcast was our most listened to podcast uh, so far in the series, so we thought uh, it showed that there was a real appetite to discuss these topics, and we we thought it would be a good idea to expand on that. So today, joined again by Ken, and we're also joined by Levi Lloyd, who's our Senior Manager for Detection Services in our FireEye Research Labs. Today we're going to go a little bit deeper and talk about uh, some some details behind the changes in email attacks that we're seeing and some of the really cutting-edge techniques that FireEye is using to detect those, including blocking impersonation attacks, URL-based attacks, and so on. So Levi and Ken, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Grady. Thanks. But yeah, good to have you here. And we'll start by throwing out just a question uh, either of you may want to take, but what are the trends that we're seeing uh, as they regard to email-based attacks?
1: We continue to see a uh, growing sophistication for social engineering and phishing attacks within email. And over the last year, we've, we've seen a big shift towards uh, URL-based malicious attacks instead of uh, using malicious attachments. We're watching that closely. And another trend that we are seeing in these email attacks is the use of uh, SSL type links, HTTPS protocol scheme. And we've seen just a huge uh, uptick in that. So we know that the the attackers are becoming more sophisticated and uh, covering their tracks a little more.
2: Yeah, so just um, we have published a report uh, called Changes in Email Attack Tactics, uh, which is based on um, you know, a sample set of data over a period of time. Uh, and it was very, very noticeable uh, over the last year that the, the threat landscape for email had quite a large shift. Uh, so as uh, Levi was mentioning, there's a lot less uh, attachment-based um, attacks, and far more of uh, the different varieties of malware-less attacks, let's say, which mm-hmm. would cover things like uh, impersonation-type emails, such as CEO fraud, which is conversation-based attack, as well as uh, URL-based uh, and different varieties of phishing attacks, um, and then the combinations of the two, so let's say an impersonation email to garner a uh, click uh so it's uh, it's a very noticeable uh very significant uh difference over over the, the last year the, the change in emphasis so of course yeah. uh, we we all have to on the security side change change uh, our emphasis to and and pivot to uh the the latest changes
0: yeah for sure and leave I, I could pick up on one thing you mentioned you talked about the increase in ssl and phishing attacks um, maybe uh, obvious to some of, of our audience, but can you explain why that, that presents a challenge?
1: Sure. Um, I think uh, attackers are aware that you know, we, we've all been trained to trust uh, SSL sites a little more than, than we would uh, unencrypted sites. And so they're leveraging that trust uh, to, to create these attacks. And you know, another thing that they're doing is, is they're using well-known uh, web you know, cloud services like AWS or uh, OneDrive or, or these type of things, even GitHub, they're using to host some of their content, and so users are much more inclined to click on those links, and and they become subject to these phishing attacks. Yeah, yeah,
0: it looks like a trusted site, and, and for so many years, I feel like we've trained users to avoid phishing by paying special attention to those domains and not being tricked into to going to a, a spoof domain. But these are, in fact, we could say, legitimate domains. Presents a whole new set of challenges. What What are we doing about it, Levi? I mean, specifically around these um, these URL based attacks. We don't have malware an to analyze it. Um, we We know a big trend is linking out to credential phishing, where someone's trying to steal legitimate VPN or webmail credentials.
1: Um, how are we detecting those? Sure. So um, we've spent the last year really working on our advanced URL defense. Uh, this is a cloud based web service that our email security products use, and essentially what what this provides is um, true big data scalable URL detection. And So as our email security products uh, encounter these URLs within emails, um, whether or not they're malicious or benign, they they send it up to this detection service, and we do uh, analysis in the cloud. And that's, you know, we do simple detections based on uh, lookups for various uh, intelligence feeds that we have, both internal and uh, third-party feeds. And we also do kind of a deeper uh, dynamic analysis for detection where we'll actually go and fetch the content for those URLs and um, feed it through some of our machine learning classifiers to detect uh, malicious phishing sites.
0: One thing, uh, I've talked to a lot of customers who have gotten benefit out of our retroactive detection. And at first glance, you say, well, why would we detect these the first time? Why do we have to detect them retroactively you know, days after the fact or hours after the fact? Why is that? Why
1: is retroactive detection so important? Yeah, so um, as I was mentioning, you know, we, we have some of these more simple detections that can occur quite quickly in near real time. And if that's the case, then we're able to block the email before the, the end user even receives it. But in the case of these more advanced uh, anal- analysis that we're, analyses that we're doing, we... Uh, it takes a little bit more time, sometimes minutes, and if the load is really high, it can take up to an hour to complete that uh, analysis. And so, in those cases, um, rather than blocking the email, we'll actually go ahead and and pass it on to the user. But we do provide that retroactive detection once we have a, a verdict if it's malicious, and that way we at least are notifying um, you know the security analysts, SOC analysts, that. This malicious email has gone through, and that they should probably start a, a response process. Yeah, absolutely important, and it, it, it's it,
0: from what I've seen in our detection too. There are times when the URL it's actually not malicious at the time. It's it's delivered through the email system, right? That the, the attackers sort of understand how we work, so they'll sort of send an innocuous link that only later uh, has malicious content added to it. I think which makes that that retroactive definitely more
1: important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we're seeing a lot of those. Uh, detection evasions, and you know, kind of building
0: on that, can you tell us about FishEye? Yeah,
1: so this is one of those uh, artificial intelligence uh, detection modules that I was talking about. And the way that FishEye works is, um, when we when we see these URLs, we'll go out and and capture or go visit the the site, download the content, and at the same time, we'll take a screenshot of that site. And in the back end, we've trained uh, a convolutional neural network with uh, millions of, of screenshots from uh, known good sites. And so this algorithm is able to detect whether or not we have a spoof site that's in person or, you know, trying to spoof a, a legitimate site. And when we see that, we uh, raise the, raise the flags that this may be a phishing, phishing attack. And it's um, probably all the more
0: important because as attackers have, again, learned to evade us, it's not just enough, right, to look at the, the code in the page. We can't just look at, it, um, at the source. We actually have to see
1: what page renders like and it, what, does it, what does it look like to the user. Correct, because what they're really targeting is that end user and what they yeah.
0: see. Yeah. Well, what's Kraken? I know that's another important piece of, of thought. How does that help? Mm-hmm.
1: So that's another uh, detection module that we have. And it's kind of the almost the opposite of Fisheye. So rather than um, collecting a corpus of known good sites and then matching the, the bad sites or potential bad sites against those, we actually go out and crawl known uh, phishing sites, known bad sites, and create a knowledge base. And then from that knowledge base, uh, as we encounter new URLs, we're able to compute like a similarity score based on a number of different attributes. So the, the URL or dom- domain itself, um, but also the content of the page, the underlying code, as well as the images that, that page loads. And if we see a, a strong match, then we can be pretty confident that that is a, a phishing site. Interesting.
0: So th- those are some techniques we're using to detect those URLs. Uh, Ken, I'll, I'll turn to you now. And I know an area that you're passionate about is detecting those impersonation attacks. Um, can you start? talking about what those impersonation attacks are and then what we're, we're doing to kind of track them and, and detect them as they continue to evolve. Yeah,
2: so impersonation attacks are something that has
0: uh, spiraled
2: in, in popularity, uh, which shows that it must have a, a high return on investment for yeah, it's attackers. Working, yeah. uh, it's working, yeah. Um, and I think, uh, like, we have we have done talks before on, why impersonation attacks work. So, like impersonation attacks are where you get an email that is from appears to be from someone in your organisation, someone usually higher up than you, maybe a senior executive, uh, and it's conversation based, uh, looking for you to do something um, after a number of conversational emails. So, we have taken somewhat of a of a deep look as to why this works so well, uh, and you know why why do why does email fraud work. Better than email marketing for example, uh, you know we've noticed that uh, a user is ten times more likely to click on a an, a link in a, in a fraudulent email than in a marketing email uh, so why 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 is it why is it so effective and and, and really it's around uh, something that we're calling uh, psychological authentication um, because the users leaning so heavily on their imagination to uh, Know, think of who it is that they're speaking to on a on a digital medium that's text based only. That they're they're almost off balance because they have to lean so hard on their imagination to you know have create the context for the conversation.
0: Uh, that so in other words, you get an email from your your, C, your CEO, your CFO, and you're kind of wrapped up in picturing that person, how you're going to respond, which sort of tricks you. You're not even yeah. thinking about the validity of email at that point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um and
2: then once once you're in the conversation you you never seem to question it after the first email. You know, the, the chance of you picking it up is on the first email, but once the conversation is going, the chances chances seem to, to drop. You know? uh, so that's that, that seems to be why they're they're working so well. But in order to pick them up you need you need quite a toolkit really to be able to pick them up, not just as they are today, but as they evolve uh so things we would have in that toolkit for example is uh newly existing domains uh lookup tools so we're always looking for you know are any uh domains within the email either 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 the envelope from the 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 mail from or any 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 URLs or domains mentioned in an email from a domain that was registered within the last few hours that's uh, that is pretty critical you know and then uh, is there looks-like or sounds-like uh, domains uh, within the email. The reply-to address is obviously um, something that the, the whole fraud hinges on because uh, whoever sent the email needs to uh, maintain the conversation, uh, so they, they need to make sure that they do get the reply-to. So where that reply-to address is going is very critical, and originally you would have seen them, uh, the reply-to address would have been a free-mail address. Uh, but that has changed as well to uh, people register domains now, for the reply to address, and they go through trouble of giving it an SPF record and uh, all, the, all the other uh, security um, markers that uh, someone would expect in a, in a valid email. Um, so you also have to do overall message header analysis uh, and comparison, um, then really uh, non-domain-based um, things are extremely important here because a lot of these are targeted at the fact that people answer 60% of their emails on their mobile device uh, and on the mobile you don't actually see the email address, you only see the friendly display name uh, so you have to have friendly display name matching and that's, that's, quite, a, that's quite a difficult thing to do uh, so that's, that's in our toolkit as well. Uh, and then we have EO fraud algorithms, which is really looking for uh, particular language in email and then comparing it with the different, uh, you know, mixing and matching the different uh, pieces of evidence that uh, that we have um, across it. So, I mean, that's just, I guess, the the main layer of things that you, you need to have in that toolkit to uh, cover both domain-based and non-domain-based uh, impersonation emails. Uh, you can't have just one or the other, mm-hmm. uh, so it takes it takes it takes quite a toolkit to really um, be able to uh, follow these and to be able to pick pick up the changes as they evolve over time. Because I think, uh, as I said before, the email security services should be measured on
0: their rate of change uh, rather than any feature mm-hmm. set. Right. And so a lot of different techniques here. I know uh, our ability to flag impersonation emails is way up over the last couple of months. The, the URL detection that, that Levi talked about just in the last couple months, uh, we grew up uh, 23% I saw on uh, email detection. Overall, we're, uh, according to the stats I've in front of me, about uh, four times more email alerts um, than we did just in October of last year. So all these changes you're talking about are, are making a difference, and the industry is recognizing it. Um, we just won uh, the C Europe Awards for Best Email Solution. Uh, can you share with us... What, what contributed to that win, and what did the the judges recognize?
2: yeah, we were very happy with that win because um when we saw as well who the judging panel was uh for the awards that uh, were at uh, at the same time as Ilfa Security europe in, in london um it w- it was a pretty it was a pretty impressive panel of judges um so we were very happy to to win that award you know um but I think you know it was well deserved because we have had such a focus on innovation and evolving the email service, uh, and we have had such a uh, success in our increased detection uh, that uh, you know it's good. It's good to see uh, everybody getting recognised for the massive effort that goes into it. Like when you hear Levi talking about the uh, the two kind of. Almost inverse machine learning modules that they have there. You know, one one working off what's, what is a good page, and one working off what is a bad page. Um, it is it is well thought out, clever stuff. And uh, you know, within that, you know, there's there's thoughts about uh, what what would be the evasion technique to get past one of these, and does the other uh, you know pick that up? Uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff gone into this email security service and we uh, very happy to see it uh, win an award.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well deserved. We were also uh, kind of on similar lines. We were the first email security solution uh, to get FedRAMP authorization several months ago and we just expanded the scope of that authorization. What's that mean for our customers?
2: Yeah, so again, that's, uh, that's a, a, a great change that we've had. It's it's it's. Uh, it's it's almost like we're swamped with change at the minute. There's a, there's a huge event going on in email security, um, so we we were the first FedRAMP authorized email security service, and the scope of that has expanded again to uh, include our uh, antivirus anti-spam solutions. So uh, that means for uh, FedRAMP customers, uh, we can we can provide the, the full stack of email security. So we can uh, accept. Uh, from the start, take the MX records, do the antivirus, anti-spam, and advance threats for them. Uh, so it's a it's a great addition, and I know uh, we've had uh, a lot of government customers uh, looking for that and uh, and um, you know sponsoring us and hoping that we that we would get that as soon as possible. So we were delighted to to
0: see that uh, come to fruition. For sure, yeah. We, we also, you know, we talked a lot about some of the machine learning and the new techniques um, that, that are going into the email product. We also are doing a lot to collect email-specific threat intelligence. And Levi, if I could turn back to you for a, a moment, um, I understand that we're we're monitoring social media and blogs and forums um, to, to gather threat intelligence to, to help improve our false negatives in email through something we call SkyFeed. Can you talk about how that works?
1: Certainly. So, um, you know, the the other modules that I I mentioned uh, Fisheye and, and Kraken are you know, pretty good at detecting uh, new threats and you know, new uh, phishing type attacks, but we don't catch everything. So what SkyFeed is, is a way, as like you mentioned, to go out and, and gather that intelligence uh, from the web. So we're, we're looking at various social media feeds, um, you know, different forums, things like that, and, and pulling in all that information and it automatically is able to uh, pull out those URL indicators and feed them into our advanced URL defense system. And you know the nice thing about this is is we're able to kind of crowdsource detection. We're able to get uh, get, get information from the community as it happens, and that just uh, you know helps fill in some of the gaps in our detection. That's great.
0: So. A lot of changes recently, a lot of new detection. Um, What's on the horizon? I mean, Ken, where do you see the the investment going, going forward, and how we're going to protect our customers?
2: Yeah, so um, we have a lot on the email security roadmap. Obviously, we're uh, making sure we do what the customers need us to do, so uh, we're very aware that uh, we have a large number of people moving to cloud-based email services, and a lot of people going to Office 365, so we have a heavy investment in making sure we do uh, Office 365 apps, uh, you know, full, full integration there, uh, because that is critical to our customers, uh, making sure we can, we can um, uh, use the Microsoft APIs um, to do detection and uh, monitor customer settings. Uh, so that's, that's pretty important. Obviously we're expanding as well, our secure email gateway capabilities, so uh, outbound detection, uh, uh encryption as well on the outbound uh we have a couple of let's say uh, surprises that we want to uh, we want to bring into uh, outbound detection as well in the future um and we're spreading geographically we're opening data centers in uh, Japan uh so that's pretty important we have a heavy focus on our helix integration uh, and automation making sure we have uh, as much email information as possible, going into the Helix platform, uh, and other cross-platform functionality with the other uh, FireEye products, which is uh, Network and Endpoint. Uh, so there are some of the things that uh, we're yeah. currently working on, Grady.
0: Yeah, certainly a, a big deal, too, and something that sets our email solution apart is the ability to tie into the rest of the FireEye ecosystem. and. You know, go inspect an endpoint for, for uh, an indicator that's come through email or use Helix to drive an automation off of an email. Um, probably worth it on a separate podcast to talk about some of those interesting automations that the customers are doing.
2: Yeah, I think not so, just email. So um, all of us are working on cross-functional, um, cross-functional capabilities, uh, so cross-product capabilities and what we can do centrally in
0: Helix. So probably it, it is worth its own podcast for sure. Great. Well, Ken, Levi, thanks very much for joining us today. I appreciate you taking the time to chat on the podcast. And thanks for everything you're doing to uh, protect our our customers and and keep them safe. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks very much, Grady. You're welcome. Thanks, Grady. Grady. Talk you later.